This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. If you're like, I don't know, 80% of the hobbyists out there, you tend to work pretty damn hard to make sure that you're doing all that you can for your fishes to keep them healthy and their environment stable. Of course, on occasion, life gets busy and you might have stretches of time where you're simply not able to take care of your aquariums as perfectly as you'd like to. Shit happens. Life happens. With our botanical-focused natural aquariums, what happens when, say, we skip a water exchange or two, or a filter media replacement, or what if we can't feed our fishes as often as we used to, or whatever? Is it a big problem? I mean, look, you have a tank filled with a significant amount of slowly decomposing leaves, botanical you know, components, etc., which contribute to the bioload of the aquarium. That amount of material has to have some impact on water quality, right? Well, it does, but not always in the way you might think. It's hardly scientific, it's more like a common sense thing, but if you're careful about how much botanical material you add in the first place and how quickly you add it, the impact of all this material is more of a positive in my opinion. All additions of botanicals to an existing aquarium need to be measured, deliberate, slow, and considerate. You need to observe your fish's reactions, monitor water chemistry, and stay alert to the changes and demands that the botanicals will place on your aquarium. And they will. There's no mystery here. Adding a ton of stuff to an established aquarium creates environmental changes and impacts that can't be ignored. Now again, are all these impacts necessarily bad? No, I don't think so. If you think about it, these materials also function as a substrate, a fuel of sorts, for the growth of beneficial bacteria, biofilms, and other microorganisms within the aquarium. The biome, we've talked about this hundreds of times here, right? In my opinion and experience, when added gradually and methodically, you can look at all this stuff as the biological operating system of your tank. Again, something we've talked about millions of times before, but it supports a population of organisms which serve to break down more toxic compounds and substances via the nitrogen cycle. I think it's sort of analogous to the use of live rock or live sand in a reef aquarium. Live rock is considered an essential component of mini reef aquariums because it serves uh, the aforementioned biological filtration substrate for the con- you know the colonization of billions of nitrifying bacteria. Now, this is something I'd like to see some more serious research on in the freshwater hobby because I think there's something there. Twigs, leaves, we're using different material than they are in the reef world, but they accomplish much of the same thing, I think. So what are the implications for us? If our husbandry should slip now and again, if we miss a water exchange or whatever, or if you go out of town, God forbid, will all the botanical material continue to break down, keeping the water, you know, visually tinted? Will biofilms keep colonizing on open surfaces? Will the water chemistry swing wildly? Will phosphate and nitrogen uh, accumulate rapidly? Will the aquarium descend into chaos? Or will it simply continue to function as usual? It's my belief that it will. I mean, when you think about it, the natural botanical style aquarium is sort of set up to replicate a habitat where all this stuff is taking place already. Leaves, seed pods, etc., are more or less ephemeral in nature and are constantly breaking down in these environments. Decomposition, accumulation of epiphytic growth, and colonization of various life forms is continuous. 
Now, I realize that an aquarium is not an open system and it doesn't necessarily operate like one. But for the sake of this little section of the habitat, the substrate, there are many functional analogies if you study it carefully. How many more things will change by simply delaying water exchanges for several weeks? By not siphoning out any detritus, which we've talked about before. I'm kind of skeptical about that anyway. Will this really become sort of problem? Or will the bacteria, the fungal growths, and the other microorganisms and crustaceans that are living in our botanical substrates continue to do what they do? Break down organic waste and reproduce? I think they will. So if you're one of those people that's in one of those benign neglect phases in the operational cycle of your aquarium, for whatever reason, it's entirely possible that an established microfauna population, supported by extensive use of botanical materials, can act as a sort of biological failsafe for your tank. Sure, botanical-style natural aquariums are easy to maintain if you set them up and manage them correctly from the start. Not getting too aggressive with maintenance, not taking out all the siphon, siphoning out all the detritus, which is a primary food source for many of the organisms that we're trying to foster. Stuff like that. Obviously, along the way, leaves and other botanical materials will impart chemical compounds, including lignans, sugars, carbohydrates, cellulose, and of course, the coveted humic substances and tint-producing tannins during their submerged existence. The important thing to ponder when using leaves and botanicals is that you're likely to see an initial burst of the desired and less desired compounds shortly after they're submerged in the aquarium, and maybe the stuff as the leaves break down, the, the release of the stuff goes more slowly. The extent and degree to which these compounds are imparted in the aquarium depends on numerous factors, and many of them are just speculative, you know, but numerous factors meaning things like environmental conditions, the age and condition of the leaves and the botanicals, the presence of shredders and grazers in your tank, etc., 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 and the extent of your preparation process. Of course, your microfauna population will adjust and grow according to the available food sources. However, not entirely set and forgetting systems, botanical-style aquariums are capable of running relatively unattended if you apply common sense to them. In other words, don't overpopulate the tank. Don't feed excessive amounts of food. Don't forget to engage in regular maintenance, you know, water exchanges, replacement of filter media, etc. Be smart. It's not that difficult. Only if we make it. So it's okay. Once in a while, you can let go. For a little while, anyways. Stay diligent. Stay inquisitive. Stay observant. Stay methodical. Stay habitual, stay engaged, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Ten and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.